0: Enjoy the convenience of 7 days a week banking and extended hours with CUBE from 1st Arkansas Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of 7 days a week banking and extended hours with CUBE from 1st Arkansas Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Backs are going to flank KJ, first and goal from the 10. Option right, K.J. cuts back, Jefferson at the 5, touchdown Arkansas! What a run by K.J. He made two men miss.
1: Sterner, play action, looking, Punch. throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas! Oh
0: my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority.
1: Sterner
2: throws, and tackle.
0: With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Going down the middle. Oh, wow, this Clint Sterner putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. To a wide oh. open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown.
1: All right, let's bring him in. It's game week, and I played a little highlight there coming into the segment to get everybody juiced up. I'm ready to hear a little more of that this week. Let's hope that uh, K.J. finds the end zone a couple of times, or at least his teammates do, and then get them a win in the opener. Clint, welcome back, buddy. It is finally here. Hope you had a good weekend.
2: Fellas, I had a great weekend, man. I'm still I'm still up feeling it a little bit, actually, man. I'm too old for these good, long weekends, man. <laughs> we had a Texas and the wife. maybe We had a babysitter. We may have got a little carried away, so bear with me here. What's, what's going
1: on? Well, <laughs> we're just settling in as well, and uh, I had a, did not have a Sunday fun day, but I did get after it Saturday night, so yeah, I'm, I'm recovering. We're ready. <laughs> we, got some, we got some SEC news to start the week. T.J. Finley's won the starting job at Auburn. He is enormous. six seven two fifty. 250. He had been uh, battling for the job with a couple of other guys, including the A&M transfer that uh, Arkansas fans I think are familiar with. And then speaking of A&M, Haynes King named A&M starting quarterback no big surprise there probably so uh what do you think that uh, um make make you feel good about their chances well I mean a couple things here's here's I I really
2: I've liked the Finley kid from uh that was at LSU and transferred to Auburn I liked last year at Auburn but for for whatever reason you know he just wasn't consistent enough to, to take the to to take the starting job and, and really cement himself as a, as a starter. Now I think, I think the dynamic quarterback situation with Bo Nix and the lineage there with him at Auburn, I, I think that was a little bit of a hairy situation, but nonetheless, I mean, I, and, and clearly Finley's had some issues off the field, but Finley's the more gifted player, big bodied, obviously you mentioned the size, big bodied pocket pass quarterback that, that can strike to, to, to all levels of, of the field. Now, um, i really like arkansas's chances with finley at quarterback dropping eight into coverage um you know the the he can he can spin it all over the park now it's a powerful stroke and there's a lot there's a lot of good there but he's yet to prove that he can sit there for four quarters process at a high level stay patient and uh you know in half the 10 12 14 play drives. so i, I like Finley at, at Auburn. It, when, when it comes time to play Arkansas, it's just going to the question is going to be: Has he proven that he can distribute the football accurately and be patient, or is he still the guy that just drops back, and kind of a gunslinger, and, and wants to be athletic but really isn't athletic enough in, in the SEC to be a difference maker? So um, that, 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 that there's that in a nutshell. Now, let's get to the, the big one, right, boys? The, the, uh, the Texas A&M Aggies. I, I think this is the biggest game on Arkansas' schedule. Um, I think it's early enough in the season to somewhat dictate what, you know, kind of the direction of the season. And over the last eleven years we hadn't had a whole hell of a lot of a lot of success against these guys. So I, I love Haynes King being named the starting quarterback as it relates to Arkansas. Uh again, a young quarterback, we saw a small sample size last year, I believe, it was against Toledo, uh, consistently throwing the football into coverage. Another guy that has probably developed some. Jimbo Fisher's one of the best QB developers in the game right now. Has probably developed some, but he's still a young, inexperienced quarterback, which, once again, early in the season, I like that for Arkansas. I think it bodes well for Arkansas. He is an athlete. He's super athletic. Uh, but but they're putting him in – you know, they're wanting to put him in Johnny Mandel category kind of thing. And I, I don't know that I see that, boys. So – I like both of those decisions at quarterback, as it relates to Arkansas and having a chance to win that ball game.
0: When I've seen Finley, maybe at his best, but then it seems like more times than not, I tune in and or, and I, when I see him, I'm like, "What is he doing? What, what what leads to that inconsistency with him?"
2: Well, I mean, he's just to me, it's, you know, without being in the quarterback meeting room, I, there may be something specific, West, but to me, it's just. You you reach you know physically he's got an unbelievably high ceiling but but mentally we, we all check out at some point in time mentally at some point in time the game the game exceeds us and and we're not able to to process at a high enough level uh, to to compete and and I think that's to me that's what he's shown um, is is he's not he hasn't taken that next step from a development perspective to to consistently just process, like, no matter what the defense throws at you. Hell, I can go up there right now. And if the defense wants to play man-to-man and wants to cover zero and press Anthony Lucas out wide, hell, I, I can audible to the go route and throw the deep ball. Um, you know, but defenses are going to figure you out, and they're going to make you win, win left-handed. And, and In other words, they're going to make you win with your weaknesses. And I, I just don't think T.J. Finley's been able to do that to this point. Now, he's still got some football left and he may figure it out. Um, but, but that's, that's the thing is when you see a guy that's that gifted, that you watch him play one week and you're like, good God, this guy's talented. And <laughs> the next week he looks like he's never played quarterback before. Typically that's a mental thing. It's not a physical thing. And I just don't know that he's developed and matured to the level to be able to do it for 11 or 12 straight weeks. Here's the other thing about Auburn though, Wes, is, and it, and it, it, I think it speaks directly to what you and I are talking about, like. Quarterback. It's hard enough to play the position of quarterback at a high level in the SEC as is. But you look at what's going on in Auburn. I mean, they've had a they had a coach that hired a guy that, that hired a gal from Boise. They supposedly was messing around with her, you know, on the side. He hired her. Them they're one of them by Petrino type deals. We all know way too familiar about that. Um, you know, at least he allegedly had done that. Well, if supposedly it didn't happen, so they kept him. Well, now the AD wants out. Now the AD from Tennessee is, is tweeting about the situation at Auburn. So clearly, let's be honest, I, I doubt it very seriously that the situation at Auburn around the quarterback is one that's going to develop a good young player that's going to, that's going to allow him to be more consistent. I would imagine the environment, in Auburn right now, around the football program as a whole, which we're going to see it through the quarterback, but around the football team as a whole, it's an absolute best. So, um, again, I think it bodes well for Arkansas's chances when that game rolls around.
0: Got Clint Sterner with us. Hey, Clint, last week we had Kirk Street at the Touchdown Club, and he told the uh, Touchdown Club, he was at that Georgia-Arkansas game last year and he was broadcasting it, and he said he had never heard an 11 o'clock crowd that loud. You know, traditionally, early morning games, it's uh, kind of dead. He said it was the best 11 o'clock noon Eastern crowd he had ever heard. He said K.J. didn't have a chance. He said, you know, it was a just a, Georgia scored, bam, Arkansas has the ball like on the 10. They punt, punt blocked. Georgia scores again. It's 21-0 before you blink. That game's over. And he said, you know, KJ learned a lot in that game. He said that that crowd, he'll never face a defense like that again. He said that was, you know, maybe the best defense they've, that they, Georgia or anybody's had in a while with all those NFL draft picks. He said KJ will never face a defense or an environment like that again, and that he learned a lot. What do you think he did? Well, KJ picked up from that atmosphere, that game, that the whole situation against Georgia.
2: Well, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, I somewhat disagree with Kirk Herbstreit. I mean, when you're a quarterback in that situation, there's not a whole lot to learn from other than that the other teams are significantly better than you, and you've got work to do. You know, <laughs> you got to you got to go back to the drawing board and get down get down with your offensive coordinator and go, hey, we're not when we face those guys again. Let's let's go in with a little different game plan because our power football running me between tackles clearly wasn't it. Um, and you learn that you're, you're glad that that graduation is the thing. This is the NFL. All those guys aren't returning. So um, you know, yeah. I mean, look, there, there was. I watched that game start to finish. Um, KJ never had a chance. Um, the offensive line never had a chance. The run game never had a chance. It, it was it, it was ugly all around. And, and I don't know. I don't know what a quarterback takes from that. I, I don't know what a team takes from that. If I'm being completely honest. Um, uh, other than that's a really good football team that you just played and and. As you said, I, I think it. That's that was. I mean, that's right up there for me. I, I can't remember what year it was, but Alabama had a defense one year, and I, I just said it's the best defense that I've ever seen personally in my lifetime play. And maybe maybe I did some of those Miami defenses with Warren Staff and Ed Reed. Uh, you know that whole crew. But, but maybe I did them a disservice, but but you get my point. We're splitting mm-hmm. hairs here. It's one of the best defenses we've ever seen in college football. And uh, you, you, if you're KJ, you're just thankful that, that eight of those guys moved on. Five of them were first round draft picks. Two of them were third round draft picks. Um, one of them was, a, was an unstoppable force inside uh, defensive line, and one of them was one of the more cerebral players we've seen at the linebacker position. It ended up going a third round now, some way, some fake injury, I think. But anyway. Um, you are just thankful those guys moved on, man. I, I disagree with Kurt. I don't know what the hell you learned in a game like that. If we're being completely honest, with KJ.
0: When did the game slow down for you as a quarterback? How long? That was another thing that Kurt about said. A week.
2: a week. About a week before I got cut in Dallas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, nah. Look, look at the the, the college level was, was pretty slow for me. But but I, the thing is, and this is what's beautiful about what Kendall browse is doing, and, and it's really what's beautiful. It's when I was there with Nut. You know, it was the style of football uh, that that Kendall Browse coaches and that Houston Nut coached. I mean, they're two different, totally, totally two different offenses. Clearly, but the, the thought process is the same: establish the run, um, create one-on-one matchups outside, and, and then and then go play ball. Right? I mean, that, that's ultimately what you're trying to. Do. It's very simple form of football, as, and for all the Arkansas fans out there, Ryan Mallett, Tyler Wilson, and you can even look at the two Allen brothers. I mean, they, they played a very difficult um, brand of offensive football mentally. Like, you, you had to be a really cerebral player to go through all that. Things were moving really, really fast, spreading everybody out all over the field. Um, whereas with, with, with what KJ and I have done, are, are, are doing, it was more It was more vanilla, we're going to play powerball. We have the ability to dictate to you that you're going to have to put an extra defender in the box. And when you do that, we've got guys outside that can still make plays. And so to answer your question, the game was, was slower by scheme for me and should be for K.J. Jefferson as well. Once I got to the league, it really sped up. And, and all joking aside, the game slowed down for me uh, in, in a pass game perspective. Literally about a week before I got cut in Dallas. Um, I mean, that's when it really I started. I started. I got Parcells would put me in with with Joey Galloway and Jason Witten and and uh, you know the the first team O line and all of a sudden things start things start happening a little bit slower. You start seeing things a little bit more clearly. Uh, so maybe that was the life of a third string quarterback in the NFL, or, or maybe it was just the game slowing down. But either way, it didn't slow down until I got to the league. But but to your question west it's the game should be significantly slower for kj jefferson right now than it is. a lot of these past happy offenses that are out there trying to throw for 400 yards 50 touchdowns and 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 win win ball games that
1: way talking to clint sterner on the brand of moving in storage hotline brought to you by motorsports authority msastore.com we have made a lot about kennel has never been with a quarterback more than one year so he hasn't had two years in a row with a guy from a quarterback's perspective, how important is that second year? How much how much does that rapport uh, help your performance? In your opinion, you've been there. I mean, obviously you went through a coaching change, and then your second year with Coach Nut. I mean, and the, and the offensive staff. How much how much does that help? You think? I know you went through some some quarterback uh, coach changes too. But um, what do you, what do you think as far as the the system and the the concepts and things like that with the second year?
2: Yeah, look. I mean, it's huge, Justin. I mean, it's probably we're probably not talking about it enough. I mean, if, if we're being honest, because look, I mean, I had Joe Ferguson three three of my four years. So the one somewhat stable, stable part of my football career at Arkansas over over a, an extended period of time was Joe Ferguson, which was obviously a, a blessing. We all know who Joe is. Um, but when you talk about a quarterback that not only has the same quarterback coach, but has the same play call or the terminology, the, the, the approach to the game. All of a sudden, he can start looking at himself as a quarterback, where last year it was, let me really focus on on this offense. Let me, let me really focus on really the last couple of years, right, because is Kendall Brown's third year up there. So it's, it's one of those – the first couple of years, it was, let me learn this offense. Let me get in and out of the huddle. Um, in your head, a lot of the time, is spinning, right? Well, now that he learned, had two years in the offense, he's had one year starting in the offense, it's like, okay, as K.J. Jefferson, what can I do? It's no longer about getting in and out of the huddle. It's no longer about understanding what Kendall Browse is trying to get accomplished big picture. Uh, it, it's more about let's look inward. Where can I improve in the offense, and where can I improve as a as a quarterback? I, I said this last week to you guys. I, I, think, I think K.J. Jefferson is a guy that, that – they won nine games last year, man, and they were a couple of plays away from their eleven. And, and this guy's nowhere near his ceiling, right? I mean, he, he, we watch him play physically, and we go, "Good gosh, what else can he do?" This guy, this guy runs this offense to a T. Well, I mean, there's there's your third and five to six. You know, you'd like to be able to throw a combination route. You would like to be able to, to, to trust that he can drop back through a three and four receiver progression quickly, and then distribute the ball accurately. You know, those are things that he needs to work on that he can get significantly better on. And so. It gives him the chance, Justin, to answer your question. It gives him the chance to to work on those things, which is which is great for us as Arkansas fans because I believe that's exactly what needs to happen for this program to take the next step. Can they win eight or nine behind KJ Jefferson running downhill and 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 one or two of these receivers making some plays as a stable running back? Sure, they they, they could probably they could probably make that happen again. Could they Could they win ten or eleven if when the when the game's on the line, KJ Jefferson can drop back, get through progressions, and convert a big third down, or convert a two point play, or avoid you know taking a taking a, a safety and get the football out. Those are all the things that you hope KJ Jefferson learned from last year and and improves on this year. So, um, yeah, man, he's uh, he's got a he's got room to improve, and, and it's good for all of us fans.
1: Well, for a guy that uh, went too hard in the paint this weekend, I thought that was pretty. Salient yeah. points being made there, Clint. Good job.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it, bud.
1: Let's see what you got cooked up for Friday. I need a full Cincinnati preview. I need a breakdown of the Bearcats when we join you on Friday.
2: I'll have I'll have that. I'll have that. I love okay. Luke Bickle, man. I, I love what's a, a lot of turnover at Cincinnati, man, but it's a uh, really fun team to, to study, man. Really really fun to watch and I and, uh, like what they do. And so I'll dig through some stuff other than just we know they lost some X Factor type of players. We'll, we'll I'll do some stuff and have a have a nice little fifteen minute rundown
1: with you boys. All right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it, Clint. See you, Clint. And all right, man. Y'all be good. All right. Thanks to Motorsports Authority as well. had a break. We come back. Game balls and jock straps from over the weekend. Got a handful to hand out. Actually, had some games to watch. We had some action. And uh, I, I think everybody can safely bet who's going to get a jock strap from us today. Uh, you know, who gets a game ball every week. Watching Chevrolet, and you're going to appreciate them as well. They're one of our great platinum sponsors for our coverage.